This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio, 1123. Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. We're here to continue our expectations series today and talking about two interesting players with a anagrams for their first name, Dalen Hayes and Daniel Falele. Uh, d- joining me for this is Alec Julianis. Alec, how are you doing? Good. I also noticed their names were very similar when uh, <laughs> I was making that document today. There you go. Yeah. Uh, you don't see that very often. And, and uh, uh, you know, it's just an odd thing anyway. Uh, Dalen Hayes uh, coming back from a loss 2021. He actually got on the field for four snaps before he was hurt. Uh, and uh, that was a, a loss. He was a fifth, a five-year player at Notre Dame, 
I don't know if people really remember that, but he's, he's now 24 years old. In fact, just, just turned 24 a few days ago, a couple of weeks ago, uh, showed some positives uh, during the 2021 preseason that I think gave us a lot of hope. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he made all his impact in the preseason. Those four snaps were not particularly memorable. <laughs> and um, what I remember most vividly about him is that he showed really good bend and he had some pass rush chops. Um, and I think that's one of the big things going into the season is like, can we see more of this? You know, it was a very small sample size uh, for what he was in, in 2021, but it did show promise and it got us excited. In fact, I remember some people even saying he looked more almost pro ready than Owe did at that time. Um, just because of kind of some of the splash plays he made in preseason. Uh, it, that's an interesting comment. Uh, he, uh, you know, he's a kind of player like almost like McDonald right now. When we're thinking about as a defensive coordinator, we're trying to project all sorts of things on Dalen Hayes when we really don't have a lot to go on. Uh, you know, the thing I need, I, I, I think the Ravens really need is for someone to step in to play Sam linebacker. And Dalen Hayes really has to be that guy. I mean, Oway can go over there and he, even if he was the guy to play the majority of snaps on the same side and Houston were to play the majority of snaps as the rush linebacker, you'd still need a guy to rotate in and out with Oa. And it has to be a guy who can provide you a little something in coverage. And, and uh, Hayes is the guy. Uh, if it's if it's not Bowser to start the season, oh for sure, yeah. He and he showed those flashes uh, to be able to drop back into coverage, and uh, yeah, I think that's a big thing for him is is getting into uh, OTAs this year, getting as much time with the coaching staff as he can, uh, and really be able to develop into more and more, uh, I guess, attributes so to speak for this team. Yeah, one of the things that was really nice about watching him in camp last year was he was really, along with a lot of the other young players, they realized it was a real treat to have Justin Houston there and be able to learn like sponges off them. And the, the younger guys who were really picking up on that, uh, and, and Hayes was certainly one of them, I, I really, that's a good step in the right direction. That's a player who realizes the need for positional skill uh, improvement. And, uh, I, you know, it's something where... It, with the injury and the rehab that went with it, you know, you hope that he didn't have a lost development year that, that he used that time effectively um, then to, you know, hopefully learn that the the defense a little better. Now that may change, you know, in terms of McDonald being here instead of wink, but, uh, but also to learn positional skills that'll help him in the second year. Yeah. And he was a team captain at Notre Dame. uh, One of those players that was really, thought highly of as a leader and um as a kind of a student in the game so to speak so i anticipate that he will be pretty involved um in all these offseason parts learning the playbook and really being a big part it's always it's always good but but the younger teammates always look up to the guy who can buy them liquor and, and <laughs> Hayes was that guy for his last couple of years at notre dame anyway so uh <laughs> yeah. uh he's uh, a guy who showed a, a fair nose for the football a uh, good second man to the ball skills at Notre Dame is constantly picking up a, a, a fumble or two. Has had, had a forced fumble or two every year. Uh, did have one interception in college. Uh, definitely something I want to see from him. If, if we're talking about goals for uh, you know two hundred two two, I want him to be part of the turnover machine. I hope this Ravens defense becomes. Yeah, that'd be great. And that's one of the things I think I noticed in preseason. He was just pretty cerebral about knowing where things should be, right? So if he came off a block, he had a good idea where the quarterback might be or um, same thing with on run plays. 
I felt like he just was pretty good at diagnosing where things were going. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons I think he has a pretty good uh, floor almost for what he'll be able to provide this team. All right. Well, that, that, uh, uh, that's, that's a lot of analysis there. That's good. We've seen some great preseasons from some not so great players, unfortunately, <laughs> oh, sure. and, you know, yeah. Jalen Ferguson has put together a great preseason last year. I thought he's finally going to turn the corner and, and it didn't really happen. He couldn't, couldn't get on the field, couldn't force his way on for, you know, particularly many snaps, despite some injuries, you know, there, there was opportunity. Oh, yeah. the, mm-hmm. um, you know, he didn't, uh, he didn't make his way on the field much. And uh, the other thing about about, uh, you you know, preseason is when you're playing in the second half, mostly, and you're part of the Ravens, you know, dramatic (laughs) defensive depth, you're always going to look you have a chance to look pretty good because you don't have a lot of guys who don't know what they're doing next to you for for a lot of the game. Like offensive lines often in the second half are are particularly vulnerable in the preseason. Mm -hmm. Your starters play a series, your other guys play the rest of the first half, and then you're left with a bunch of bums, uh, grocery baggers playing the second half. And, and, you know, honestly, it's, it's an opportunity to not look great if you're an offensive lineman just because the guy next to you isn't particularly great. Likewise, on the other side of the ball, if, if, you, if you have good players next to you, you have lots of opportunities with bad, bad offensive linemen to, uh, to make some plays and, and, and look good. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. It's hard to – that's why it's so difficult with him is that all we have is really preseason and, and four snaps. So yeah. I guess we'll yeah. go into the hopes and expectations for 2022. Yeah, let me, let me let me continue with a couple goals here. Um, sure. I want him to contribute to the pass rush this year when he's called upon, and you know his his scouting report seemed to think that he'd be an okay guy inside or outside. He dropped a little weight for the combine. I think he he dropped out of two fifty three. I want to see for the combine. He still and he ran four sixty nine. Then that's really great, efficient frontier or good efficient frontier spot to be on. There are I mean you know he's not a, a away in terms of incredible athleticism, but he's, no, but he's a good, right. he's a good athlete. Uh, he, he can play bigger than that. And he can play at, at 270. He did a lot at Notre Dame. I think some of that uh, is an indication of some grown man strength that was, that was beginning to show at least at Notre Dame and was part of, of uh, what made him such a good college player. I think that'll be really important if he's going to set the edge effectively at, in the, in the NFL. He's a guy that, that, you know, it's part of the job description outside yeah. linebacker is you need, need to be able to turn that turn that tackle or tight end inside tight end usually on the same side but it could be could be the the tackle becomes your guy pretty quickly if the tight end goes out so you know he he has to be able to do that and uh uh hopefully you know he he strength will not be a problem in the second year coming off an injury hopefully he's you know that's one of the things he's really built up is strength i'm actually more concerned that the injury has held back some of the position skill learning yeah, I know that there was chatter during the draft um, that some teams stray away from these guys that were five-year players, older mm-hmm. age, uh, because they kind of might be as good as they're going to be. Almost like when you're when you're making your projections, you're graying at a bit of a curve because they're they're older. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's definitely something to keep an eye on too when you're trying to assess his floor and ceiling. Yeah, they drafted him days before his 23rd birthday, and they drafted Terrell Suggs. When I think Terrell Suggs was still 20 when they drafted him. Yeah, uh, if he was 21, he was just 21. But anyway, the uh, you know there's a big difference between players like that, and it's a reason why Hayes is a guy you get in wherever they got him fourth or fifth round. I think instead so. Of, yeah, instead yeah. of the first. So uh, anyway, do ready to talk about what's a good and a great year? Sure. Okay. Do you, do you want to start first? Or you want me to go? Sure. Uh, for good, I said I wanted to ease the burden 
of Sam snaps, allow Tyus to, you know, rest if he needs to, uh, take his time. They don't feel pressure to bring him up because all they have is Oway. If he can do that, I think that's a pretty good season for him. I've got almost exactly the same thing. We did not, we did not uh, see each other's notes <laughs> no, before this thing, but uh, exact wording of mine is returns healthy and fills in for Bowser as always back up. If Bowser is unavailable, comma plays rotationally at Sam and contributes on special teams. That's the only, the only extra thing I had was really oh, contribute yeah, on special teams. Yeah, so that's good. I agree with he, that. He's going to, he's going to have to be on that uh, uh, in that group in some manner. All right. Well, how about a great? We seem to agree on the good. Um, yeah, I, I think that what it happens next is he shows the promise to play most downs if needed, and um, perhaps he demands a little bit of playing time and gets you know three to five sacks. Okay, all good stuff. I I said it a little differently, but I think we're we're probably envisioning a similar player here. Brings high energy and motor to the NFL after a gap year and plays at an above average level. Demonstrates he has used the time well with grown man strength and understanding of his role. So I was, I was, I wasn't specific in terms of sacks or whatever. And it didn't say anything specific, even about making contributions in the pass rush game, although that would be nice. I mean, if he can do that, that'd be, that'd be definitely uh, good. Yeah. And I think one of the things you mentioned is uh, the turnovers too. So if mm-hmm. he's just able to make a, a couple of key turnovers, I think that'd be great as well. Uh, it doesn't have to be sacks. Sacks are, I'm not, I almost didn't say sacks because it's such a bad stat, but yeah. I think just pressures, being aware and around the ball is perfect. Pass deflections. Makes, makes pass rush contributions. Exactly. That's, a, that's <laughs> a good one. So, yeah, I, I like yours. In fact, I think I like yours a little bit better for the grade. I think I gave him too easy a hurdle, frankly, in terms of just returning from the injury with, with strength and understanding roles. If, if, it's, if it's that, it's really, you know, it's okay. I did have above average play, but still. Yeah. Uh, not, not sure if that's uh, that really gets the job done. Anyway, I like yours a little better. Let's let's move on and talk about uh, Daniel Falaleli, uh one of the draft picks that I'm really excited about. Oh yeah, I remember uh, hearing the pick through you. So uh, I was watching your stream, and <laughs> you were very. You were animated. in a car, weren't you at the time? Not a, that, that that time. I was walking around Columbus. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but um, yeah, the uh, it was really cool to like. Um, hear your excitement and everyone else in the stream it was way cooler than watching the, the broadcast to be frank because <laughs> um i didn't know that you were so high on Falele. like i remember <laughs> the the time that you talked about him during the positional review but i was particularly like uh you know it was nice to watch you be really excited and animated about this player and it's hard not to be mm-hmm. massive guy biggest in the nfl um was 110 out of minnesota and old uh, college roommates with bateman i mean mm-hmm. Those are all just fun things that don't even talk about the kind of player he is. And I think I see a player that shows a lot of growth just during the draft process, senior bowl reps, et cetera. It looks like a guy who's trying to learn as much as he can, new to the game, and uh, kind of develop. And he has all the tools. That is one of the really great things about him is that Falele managed to be a fairly good college pass blocker despite really not knowing about football at all. And if you look at at who he is as a college pass uh, pass blocker, he did not use his length or his size effectively at all. Huge opportunity for growth, enormous opportunity for growth, given you know the size and length that he brings to the table. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna be able to punch, uh, deliver a lot of uh, force behind those, uh, and hopefully will will uh, will really turn into something special. 
Uh, I don't like to see uh, tackles who play patty cake, even if they can be kind of effective with their mirror. But the nice thing about it is that his mirror actually held up despite, you know, inadequate, I would call it, uh, hand play at the college level. And that that's something that the, the Ravens will get that right. You know, that, that'll, that'll be fixed by uh, Dal Sanders and others. Uh, but uh, he'll, he's he's going to be a much better player at the NFL level. Oh, for sure. And that's really exciting. Um, I know that his snatch, I believe it's called, is uh, one of his better moves, so to speak. Uh, he used a lot of that um, in college. Um, and then, but he didn't use, show much of it during the senior bowl, which kind of showed that he was trying to learn more pass uh, protecting concepts other than that. And that I thought was pretty uh, a pretty good sign. Yeah, he, he, he with his length, he ought to be able to dictate for his contract, but also when he wants to occasionally, he should be able to easily with his length and strength, be able to go to the armpit, uh, grab one and have the, have the snappy over effectively, whatever the guy had in mind. Uh, if he's pretty much in, inside the armpits, it, it should be uh block made. And uh, I'm writing yeah. a one on my score sheet. <laughs> we're moving on to the next play. Uh, you know, one of the things that I think scared people away is the size and, and, they are almost projecting bad feet on a player who I think has already answered some of the questions about his feet in college. Now he's not perfect. He's got things to learn. I think he takes some uneven steps, which can uh, uh, cost him uh, balance. Uh, we, we saw it from Villanueva in an extreme way uh, of a guy who really cost himself balance. But uh, with Falele, I, I think we'll we'll see a guy who can be coached into being a fairly um, uh, good first step and good um, uh, spacing of, of steps. Sorry, uh, what do I want? Breadth of breadth of stance uh, all the way through. Uh, the the guy who was really good at that in the college game was uh, Cross or Neil. One, which one of those two was the one that was really good? Uh, I don't have my notes cross, here ready. I think, I think I think it might be I think it might be Cross. Neil uh, was more the run blocker of the two. Yeah. Cross had one of the best uh, pass no, but blocking. It's, it, it's really it's the it's the pass blocking component of it. So I think it probably is crossed, but I'm not hundred yeah. percent sure. I'd really need to go back and check my notes again on that. Um, but anyway, Falili is a guy who, who I would project to be better. And I honestly think he's a, he's a left tackle candidate at some point in the NFL. So he's perfect for the Ravens in a lot of way. Cause right tackle, great start place to start when you're, when you're uh, coming in with a NFL team and right tackle for the Baltimore Ravens in particular, because it involves a lot of down blocking, nice, easy block, move to level two. Uh, he's not the, he's not a gazelle in space or anything, but he moves well enough that he can move up half a level and seal very effectively with his size and length um, on, on the scraping player. So that'll, that'll, that should open up a lot of second level for first contact um opportunities for the Ravens run game. I I, I really like that uh, about him just about as much as anything. If you're running out of sidecar uh, or if you're running out of pistol and you want Jackson to be the guy, either way, um, you know, a down blocking follow Lily can really help you. Yeah, I agree. And I was going to ask you, are you concerned at all about his pad level just due to his, his height? He's a fairly upright player. Um, it, it's something he needs to work on. I've heard a lot of, a lot of complaints about kind of false bend, um, I, I'm not. Um, I, 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 there's nothing about his level play right now that I don't think is is correctable. I mean, the, the major elements having enough feet to get by. Um, you know, he's he's also a player who, um, if if he has a problem that he can't fix with his feet, 
it also has the length and mass to be a push the guy past the pocket uh, player. You know, a, a good 12 to 6 blocker like Orlando Brown is, for example. He uses his length very well uh, to deal with pass rushers who are too a little bit too quick for him. Well, I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. There are guys who are going to be too quickly for a fall lately, of course. But but if if he can get his hands on them, he can he can deliver a pretty good push on them to to get right. them south of the pocket. I, I I think I'm more concerned, maybe not about pad level, but about his height being such that he's going to crook, uh, meaning the the uh, get the neck of the pass rusher that's bending pretty well in his elbow, and he's going to draw some additional holding calls from it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that a lot of people. I think maybe even during the draft coverage, they showed uh, Orlando Brown as his like trait, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, like you said, could be a really good fit for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, yeah, a good one. I, I, I'm I'm going to toss out a few goals in there for this year. I think he needs to find a playing weight where he's effective, and and this doesn't have to be the heaviest man on uh, you know that ever played the game. That's, sure. that's just not <laughs> critical. Uh, uh, if if it happens to work out, and that's his effective playing weight. Go ahead and go for it, uh, but but don't use it if don't don't do it just to be the heaviest. Obviously, uh, use his mass and length effectively when he is deployed. I mean that's something he did not really take advantage of in college. Uh, is is really uh, dictating first contact with that with that length he has. Uh, I wanted to demonstrate a good mirror versus NFL pass rushers. He's done it at the college level. Uh, you know, he's he's good enough, certainly at the college level. Uh, there are things he can improve on to 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 improve his footwork still. Uh, but I want to see that against NFL pass rushers. Uh, I, I want him to develop quickly in terms of his role and responsibilities. The Ravens have Morgan Moses at right tackle. And frankly, Morgan Moses is not the kind of player who's so good that he should be sitting down a young stud possibility at, at right tackle. And he certainly should not be sitting down a stud right tackle possibility who could play left tackle. So, you know, it, it, it would be, a, it, it'd be perfectly fine if Morgan Moses to me ends up in bubble wrap for the year because Fa'alili is just as good and they, and they like his possibility of moving to the left side in case of injury. I really want to get him some live fire in, in, in real NFL games, not just, you know, the preseason. That's a very difficult thing for them to balance, I feel like. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I do think it's going to be easier said than done for the coaching staff to maybe take a bit of a step back in order to have a player like that who can develop. Uh, so we'll see. I'm very curious to see how they play with him, uh, particularly mattering on how, you know, the preseason snaps look and how it looks during camp. Yeah, I, I guess that that really is what it comes down to. You know, they'll they'll see who he is. They'll see how much of a sponge he is in terms of picking up uh, things they're they're trying to improve about about how he plays offensive line after being relatively new to football, and uh, and how much how fast he picks it up and how how good he looks. But uh, even with with Brown, you know, he had to wait what seven or eight games before Hurst was was taken off the field, and uh, it it can be a you, you can really do a lot of damage to yourself by saying rookies got to earn it to too high a degree. Um, you know, the, the goal should be, should be exactly balanced. It should be that, you know, you, you, you really need to win now and maybe Morgan Moses ends up being the guy who moves to the left. If anything happens to Stanley uh, and maybe he isn't. And, and he's the guy you want, you really want on the right to come in for Lily who moves to the left. Uh, and, and, you know, you, you got to kind of balance, you know, how you're developing your young players with that. And also, how, how quickly you can learn about them. They're, they're robbed of the year from David Ajabo already. 
in terms of learning about who he is. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I'd hate to, I'd hate to lose the year to follow Lily when there isn't a great reason to do so. No, I agree with you, Ken. Um, I think the, the, the other thing I'd really like to see out of follow Lily this year is that the Ravens use him in a bunch of different gadget roles. And, and I'm, that's the one I'm a little torn on because I don't want him to become so enamored with the specialized playbook of when he comes in as the sixth or seventh offensive lineman, when he gets up by fullback, when he takes a shotgun snap directly himself, you know, that sort of, that sort of thing. I don't want them to become so enamored with that, that he loses track of the the most important mission here, which is, you know, get in there, play left tackle, win that job, prove you can play left tackle. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Kind of that's sneaking a little bit into my next, the next segment for me, but yeah, I, I do think that's a, a tricky, another tricky thing for the Ravens to balance. It's not like Nada, even though it's similar to Nada, it's not because he ideally is an offensive starter. So yeah. you can't, I don't know. I don't know how to handle that. I mean, maybe they still use him even though he's a starter and they have Moses come in for those plays, maybe. But I, I don't see if he's a starter, that being a long part of his uh career track yeah that, you know that's an interesting thing and, and that'll, that'll show up when they run unbalanced in, in this offense on what side how do they how do they align their tackles this year because typically stanley would be the outside guy in an unbalanced line but but they may change that you know it may, it may be that that uh uh you know if if it's if they run a six and and you know six is always unbalanced but five can be unbalanced and you move a tackle to the other side but if six is if you run six then, you know, Fa Lilly could play at either end. And if he plays inside Stanley, I wouldn't think that was unusual. If he played inside a Moses, I, 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 don't, I don't know exactly how I feel about that. I, I'm, I'm okay, but, you know, either way, you know, getting him on the field is probably a good thing. But, uh, uh, but it would be an interesting, interesting choice for them to see how these tackles are aligned on the outside of unbalanced formations. Yeah, I think I don't, I don't know when we'll see it either. Right, probably regular season, right? I, you know, would you be would you be shocked? Like, like, okay, you're, you're, if you're a gambling man right now, where do you put the likelihood that he'll be used in the offensive backfield at some point this year? Um, I, I mean, I am a gambling man. I feel like yep. it's a decently high, high mm-hmm. probability. I think it'd be like even just. Two to one would be good enough for me to take. Meaning, the bet. meaning, you're saying you're saying a third is the chance that he he'll be back there. If you're saying you'll take two to one, or you go in the other direction. Yeah, no, a third. I think it's a third of a chance. Yeah, that sounds okay. good. I was going to say half. Uh, so, so I think that's uh, you know we're in, we're in a good range there where it's he's pretty likely to have some responsibility like that, and and the the chance that he'll be the sixth or seventh offensive lineman, very high, very high. Yeah, I would agree. So I think we'll see that some some in in uh, short yardage. Well, should we move on to good and great now? And now that we've talked about a lot of the things that are probably sure. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. What's a what's a good for you? You go first again. I think he's available to step in if injury requires it, uh, and he's able to contribute. I think he'll find ways onto the field in most games for jumbo packages, uh, gadget plays, etc. But mm-hmm. just shows growth. I mean, he's such an inexperienced player when it comes to just playing football in his life. So I think he has a lot of room for growth and just soak it all up like a sponge. Yeah, that's, that's all, that's very good. I, again, I might like yours more because I didn't really 
require his good to have anything about about growth, but I did have a comma. It looks like I wasn't finished when I when I was writing this year. <laughs> Used effectively in short yardage and goal and goal to go situations. Places the sixth or seventh offensive lineman could be used in the backfield. Uh, and and honestly, I think that that it, it, you know making it obvious to the coaches that he's a starting possibility in future years. I would probably add to that in the good section. Yeah, that makes sense to me. For great, I said, demands the starting right tackle job. I think that's awesome, right? If he's better than what we saw out of Moses last year by game one or even by the bye or whatever, that's awesome news for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I've got a I've got a lower bar for him, and mine is called on to play tackle when need arises as the first choice in 2022 because the development track makes him a better candidate than James or McCary. Now, I don't know if James is going to even make the team. Probably not. Um, if, if they think McCary is really their third or fourth tackle, then they may just decide we don't, we don't really need James. It, it might be a mistake, but, but they, they might say that. Um, and then in that, in that playing time, plays at least adequately as a backup and has a future as a starter in there. So uh, we, effectively with a great season, I'm saying he gets some live fire at tackle and plays at least adequately. No, I think that'd be great for him. I'm I'm really excited to see his uh, growth and his years with the Ravens. All right. Outstanding. Uh, uh, these are always fun, man. I appreciate having you on as always. Uh, tell folks where they can find your work. Sure. Yeah, we're on uh, one winning pod. I think you'll have Chris on for the series soon. Mm-hmm. And um, or maybe even before. I don't know <laughs> but how it'll all play out. But uh, he's doing well. And uh, I think uh, Peter might also join. So you can find us at One Winning Pod on Twitter, and same thing for the website if you want to subscribe there. And we're also on YouTube now. Okay, outstanding. Other folks out there, if you want to be on a film study short this summer, I'm looking for people. Always looking for content. Trying to produce content seven days a week. Uh, so I'm always interested in talking football with you about any topic you're passionate about. Narrower the better. Something we can get into in about 25, 30 minutes in significant depth is ideal. So if you're talking about how to restructure the Ravens franchise building concepts, it probably is going to require more than one show. That might that could be fine as well. We'll talk about it. Uh, DMs are always open on Twitter. Hit me up there. I'll get back to you very quickly. Alec, thanks again for joining me. Always a pleasure to talk football, my friend. Likewise, Ken. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com.
That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.